Today's podcast is about just being diagnosed with high cholesterol, written and read by Little Coach Farah. Last month, I went for my over 40s check organised by my local GP. As I'm an active individual and train hard and eat very well, I expected to pass with flying colours. To my utter surprise, my cholesterol levels were high. Everything else seemed fine. The nurse wasn't too worried and sent me off for another blood test. And I got a call at home from a doctor to say the levels were high and I must push harder in my exercise and stop eating eggs. The test must be repeated in six months. I train four times a week, eat three home-cooked balanced meals every single day and drink very occasionally and don't smoke. The results really baffled me until I spoke to my mum who, who reminded me that I had a previous result uh, years back um, which also showed high cholesterol levels. Um, so there's a there's a potentially possibility that it is hereditary. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is I was left confused as I exercise and eat well. What, what, must, what else must I do? I decided to do my own research and here's what I found. What is cholesterol? According to NHS, cholesterol is a fatty substance known as lipid and is vital for normal functioning of the body. It is mainly made by liver but can also be found in some foods. Having an excessively high level of lipids in your blood can have an effect on your health. High cholesterol itself doesn't usually cause any symptoms but increases the seri- risk of serious health condition. Okay, there are good cholesterols and bad cholesterols. Good ones are called HDLs and bad are called LDLs. Cholesterol is carried in your blood by protein. When two are combined, they're called lipoproteins. The two main types of proteins are high-density lipoproteins, so that's HDL, carries cholesterol away from the cell and back to the liver when it's broken down or passed out of the body as a waste product. For this reason, HDL is referred to good cholesterol and higher levels are better. The other one is called um, the LDL, is low-density lipoprotein, carries cholesterol to the cell that needs it. If there's too much cholesterol, this particular one, for the cells to use, it can then build up in the, in the artery walls, leading to the disease of the artery. For this reason, LDL is known as bad cholesterol. So how do you measure your cholesterol? The amount of cholesterol in your blood, both HDL and LDL, can be measured with a simple blood test. In fact, it's very simple. Prick test on your finger in the first instance. And the results are pretty instant. If the results aren't great, then you may get sent for a further blood test and that will be sent to a laboratory just like me. What are the symptoms of high cholesterol? Well, according to the health line, a high cholesterol typically doesn't cause any symptoms. In most cases, it only causes emergency events like heart attack. These events typically don't occur until high cholesterol leads to the formation of plaque in your arteries. The formation of plaque changes the makeup of your arterial lining. And this is what, happen- uh, this is what leads to serious complications uh, related to heart. How often should you have this checked? Your doctor may uh, suggest that you have a cholesterol checked more frequently if you have a family history of high cholesterol. Or if you demonstrate the following risk factors. If you have high blood pressure, if you are overweight or if you smoke. The uncontrollable factors. Gender, in particularly after menopause in women, the LDL, the bad cholesterol, goes up increasing the risk of heart attack. Age. Men in particular age 45 and above, women age 55 and above are higher risk of high cholesterol and heart disease. And then the gene. There is a condition, pastoral genes, that cause high cholesterol called familial hypercholesterol 
arrhythmia. People with this condition have high levels of LDL. It is worth reading the highlighted article if you, have, if you suspect this. Now, is there a link between high cholesterol and high blood pressure? Scientists have found that when people have more than one risk factor, like high blood cholesterol and high blood pressure, these factors work together to make the risk of heart disease much worse. Even if your cholesterol and blood pressure levels are only mildly elevated, when they are both present in your body, they can interact with each other, um, with, uh, with each other to more quickly damage your blood vessels and your heart. If not controlled, they eventually set the stage for heart attack and stroke, as well as other problems like kidney malfunction and vision loss. Now, if you've already been diagnosed with high blood cholesterol, watch those blood pressure numbers. These are two risk factors. These two risk factors like to hang out together. But if you are aware of what's happening, you can then win the battle of your health. After I read this particular um, article in the, when I was researching, I checked my blood pressure straight away um, and was glad to find that it was its usual low. I will, however, keep an eye on it as nothing can be taken for granted. So what are the controllable factors? What can we do to control the um, blood clusters um, and even blood pressure? Number one, the biggest thing that will make a difference is the nutrition. Most of the clients, when they start with us, struggle with poor nutrition. They're lacking in education and not aware of repercussions of this lifestyle. They're completely oblivious to the food choices they're making. And if you're reading this and fall into this category, please pay close attention to this section. This is what would make the biggest difference for most people. I want you to understand two things without making it too complicated. Okay, There's two types of food that will help the overall cholesterol. One type of food is bring it down and then one type helps create good LDL, HDLs, which are the good cholesterols. So we're going to try and combine both to actually tackle this particular thing. So what are the foods that lower the LDL cholesterols? Simple, oats, barley, beans, nuts, vegetable oils, citrus fruit, soy and oily fish are some of the most popular foods that can help lower the bad cholesterol. They still need to be eaten in moderation though. So just because I've said nuts on there doesn't mean that you are having handfuls of nuts a day because that will then put on the weight and then that will go into obesity which will have an effect from the other side and it may actually reverse the effect in terms of you may have high cholesterol due to having uh, more weight. So if you're having nuts then it's no more than three thumb sizes in a day. If you're having a citrus fruit, they need to be part of your carbohydrates when you have your meals. And here's a guide I've attached on how to eat properly written by Big Coach Afro. Okay, foods to avoid. Saturated fats. Typical sources of saturated fat include animal products such as red meat, whole fat dairy products and eggs, and also a few vegetable oils such as palm oil, coconut oil and cocoa butter. Saturated fats can increase your levels of bad LDL cholesterol, but they also have some benefits. It does lower the triglycerides and nudges up the levels of good HDLs. Now, the trans fats are the byproduct of a chemical reaction that turns liquid vegetable oil into solid margarine or shortening, uh, and that prevents liquid vegetable oils from turning rancid. These fats have no nutritional value, zero nutritional value. And we know for certain they're bad for heart health. 
Trans fats increase LDL cholesterol and triglyceride levels while reducing levels of HDL. So they work in a double way. So they are reducing your good cholesterol and increasing your bad cholesterol. I truly believe that you can make a serious, serious dent in your LDLs if you are to change your nutrition. The list isn't exhaustive by no means. Please try and experiment with these foods. Don't let it put you off. If you don't like these foods, try and research others. You are responsible for your own actions, not your partner or doctor. Unfortunately, there isn't any warning labels on fish and chip shops, takeaways and other high saturated foods that we keep indulging in. Number two, exercise. Yes, I know you've heard this word before and it's daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Current research shows that in order to achieve lower cholesterol levels, you must get at least 30 minutes of exercise on most days of the week. Ideally, you should exercise at least 60 to 90 minutes per week with an optimum goal of 200 minutes per week. If you are busy to fit a 30 minute period into your schedule, not to worry. Studies show that if you divide this time up into intervals throughout the day, for instance, two 15-minute exercise sessions, you will receive the same health benefit from the exercise. However, the interval needs to be at least 10 minutes long or cardi- for cardiovascular benefits. Although aerobic exercise appears to provide the most cholesterol-lowering benefit, it is important to note that any type of physical activity will help lower your cholesterol and help you lose the weight and promote heart health. Okay, number three, this is, um, this is called not uh, stop smoking. I know, I'm going to be pretty blunt about this one. I haven't really got any tips up to share apart from I used to smoke once upon a time and I don't know why I did it. Didn't really get much pleasure out of it. It was a habit. Other people did it so I kind of follow suit. But if I knew what I know now, I would never do it. And if you have a family history of heart attack or high blood pressure, please consider giving this habit up. I know it's going to be tough. You know, I know it. It's a choice between wanting to live a little longer or not. And you have got to make that choice. What does smoking do then? Smoking affects your health by, if you already didn't know, reducing the levels of HDL. It reduces the levels of your good cholesterol, making cholesterol more sticky and more likely to stick to the inside of your artery walls. Yuck. It increases heart rate. constricting and damaging arteries and reducing available oxygen so can you see what this is doing to you this alone is making all the damage in your body and it just depends on how many years you've been doing this for but it's never too late to, to, um, to start again number four alcohol consumption now moderate drinking which NHS defines as one drink for a woman and two for a man is the amount of alcohol considered to have a protective effect on heart I said one, if you, can't, if you cannot drink one, then I would advise not drink at all. Large studies have shown that moderate drinkers are significantly less likely to have a heart attack when compared, to, compared with people who didn't drink at all, and men who drank every day had a lower risk compared to those who drank once or twice. Now, research shows that moderate alcohol consumption can raise your good cholesterol levels by increasing the speed at which proteins are transported through your body. Drinking more than what is considered moderate However, it has an opposite effect because it, has, it can raise both cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Number five, stress. A study that focused on over 90,000 people found that those who self-reported being more stressed at work had a greater chance of being diagnosed with high cholesterol. 
This may be because the body releases a hormone called cortisol in response to stress. High levels of cortisol from long-term stress may be the mechanism behind how stress can increase the cholesterol. Adrenaline, Adrenaline may also be released and these hormones can trigger a fight or flight response to deal with the stress. The response will then trigger triglycerides, which can then boost bad cholesterol. This I particularly this is particularly true in men. If this is you, then you can have a long hard think of how you can reduce stress in your life. I guarantee you will come up with a solution. If you're struggling, then please see your doctor for more advice. Eating healthy and doing regular exercise will most definitely help with stress levels. Try these before you start popping pills. And unless it's genetic, most of the people can truly turn their lives around by changing their lifestyle. I would love to hear from you if you've been diagnosed with high cholesterol and then how you're dealing with it. If you have found my blog useful, please share it with someone who may find it beneficial. Um, thank you so much for listening. Little Coach Farah. If you like what you hear, um, consider subscribing to our podcast.